Welcome, welcome, welcome back into the third episode of the Painting Prospects podcast from floor to ceiling. I'm Brandon Holmes, and today we have a really special episode for you. Today, we're going to have not one, not two, but three guests on the show that are in the upcoming 2020 NHL draft. First up on the docket, we have Yanni Yermo, a left shot defenseman who played for Jokerit in the Finnish Junior League this season. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to hop on this call as uh, the time didn't quite line up, but Ash was able to jump on a call with Yanni and get this interview for you. So won't waste too much time. We'll get right into it. All right, guys, and thanks for joining us on Painting Prospects from floor to ceiling. Today we've got a special guest with us, um, 2020 draft eligible defenseman. Um, he's Finnish. Had a, a really nice um, junior A season in SM Liga with Joker it, and now he's off to the Liga next season. Please welcome Yoni Yermu. Hey, buddy. Hi. Thank you very much for popping in, man. And you're our first official guest or player guest, I should yeah, say. Thanks for having me. That's all right, buddy. Um, first and foremost, hockey in general. I know it's taking a back seat to the world right now, what's going on, but how much are you missing hockey right now? A lot. It's like really tough to not get on the ice and play with my teammates. And it has been really boring just staying home and trying to like train my physical side. And But it's like still those guys who don't train now, they get like in bad shape and this is like a big opportunity to develop my physical side. I can imagine most of the gyms, etc., are all shut where you are too. So it's mostly training from home. Yeah, not all the gyms are closed. Like I can go to some gym, like I have a gym card to a nearby gym and I go there with like gloves on and try to stay away from people. Yeah, be safe. Yeah. Considering, you know, the way that the season was shaping for you personally, I mean, this half of the year since January was a really, really good for you. Um, did you feel really disappointed that you didn't have the rest of this season to prove yourself to, you know, NHL teams and to yourself? Well, yeah, of course. I. Yeah. We had a really good team for the playoffs and we had a, like big chance to succeed and we had a really good group of guys and then I had in the back mind the under 18 world championships if I would have made made the team and I could have proved even more to the like NHL teams that I can play like in every situation and like show my strengths even more. Yeah, that, it, it was a shame that you didn't get to showcase your skills, but you, you played well um, as an un, in the under-20s, which must have been nice to get, you know, good ice time, power play time, more time to showcase what you can bring as a player. Yeah, it was really nice. I got, like, from the beginning, beginning of the tournament, I got, like, a big, like, role. I got, like, to play on power play and like over 20 minutes and yeah. I played with like great guys. They were like really fast and smart and they were like a year older than me and I think it was a really good tournament for me. 
did you learn much from those guys that were that that year older than you? Did you see um, just that? Could you notice the difference in just that extra year of development? Yeah, like a couple of guys had like NHL draft picks, and they were like a lot more stronger physically, and but it's not like that big of a difference. Like it's, but you can still like see the one year development. Uh, your teammate also, um, who's an overager, uh, Miko Luoto, he's been really sold this season for your team. Yeah, he's a really good player. Like, And he's a good friend of mine. He played a really good season. He scored a lot of goals and points and was like one of the best defensemen on our team. It was nice to play with him. He should he should get drafted this, this year too. Of course, he's classed as an overager. But um, considering the yeah. season he's put in, he... he Really well played, really, really well. Yeah, yeah, he played. He played really well. He's a really good defenseman, and he's staying with the Jokerit team this season, like um, next season. Yeah. So, growing up, obviously, you know, in Finland, you know, being a young child, you know, talking the age of five and six, there wasn't the influx of, you know. Uh, Finnish superstars as of what there sort of is now. Um, you know, there's a lot more household names. But who were the defensemen um, when you were a kid that you used to like watching? I mean, top of your head, you got guys like um, Yoni Pitkinen, uh, Kimo Timonen. Were those the type of guys, even though they were sort of getting towards the end of their career, guys that you sort of were the first sort of star Finnish defenseman that you could remember? Well, the first Finnish defenseman was Sami Vatanen. He played in the youth organization. I watched yeah. his like Liga games when he was young and played still in Liga. Now he's in the NHL and he was like a really good defenseman. Like he skated well and did like beautiful coast to coast goals and had a good slap stuff. And that was like fun to watch him when I was younger. The thing about Vartanen too, he's that power move that he's got that he, when he skates off the wing, off the half wall, cuts inside. He doesn't do it much, but when he does do it, he's very hard to stop. Yeah, kind of small. Like so, I yeah. watched like other players now that are more like my type of a player, and from who I can like learn more my game. Who do you think your game is the most reminiscent of? Like who? who what similarities do you see in um, other players? Well, last year, drafted players like Edmonton Oilers, Philip Broberg. Like, yeah. I see a lot of similarities with him, but I always like watch young defensemen in NHL like Miro Heiskanen, Kale McCarr, Thomas Shabbat, like guys like who are young and play like a big role in NHL and produce a lot of points. Yeah, and especially because with your size, you know, at six foot four, your your yeah. skating your skating ability and the way you, you handle the puck is like a guy that is like a Callum McCarr or a Miro Haskinen, you know, a, a five foot eleven, six foot player. So you've got that ability to be, you know, that high end uh, offensive weapon, but you've also got that brilliant size as well, much like a, a guy like Victor Hebman. Yeah, I need to develop my defensive and skills yeah. still. Like, 
get more physical, hit more, be much tougher in front of the net and stuff like that. I mean, obviously your your skating is one thing that really sets you apart, especially for your size. Like you've got such a clean, long stride. Is is that something you see as your best trait as a hockey player? Your skating ability? Is that what you think is your best asset? Yeah, I like yeah. think my skating is my biggest strength. Yeah. And also like playing with the puck, like breakouts and passing and like that. And I still need to improve on shooting and defensive game. But I think like in defensive areas, like my stick defending is like pretty good or it's like my strength in defending. Yeah. And the the thing that from watching you play is what I really like about your style is in your own end, as you said, even though for a bigger guy, you're not overly physical, but the way you're able to anticipate where the puck is going to be, uh, get the stick in the passing lanes. But when you get the puck, the vision and patience you have, I mean, you've got a really good first pass um, and you never really seem panicked on the puck. You seem to have an ability to play almost mistake-free, which I think is a really good mature trait to have because you see a lot of you know puck-moving defensemen almost want to play too quick. They don't want to you know, look up ice and use their vision enough where a player like yourself actually surveys the ice and makes the correct decision, which must be really good for you and, and also for your coaches and, and the staff, knowing that they have that trust in you that when you've got the puck in your own end, that you've got the passing ability and the vision to make correct decisions. Yeah, it's like I try to watch a lot of my own games and my own shifts like or i watch my every every game like after the game and just try to like look at my mistakes and what i could have done better like of course i get mistakes in every game and yeah like everybody gets and just try to improve those things like decision making in some areas and like defensive game and like just try to improve in every area of the game. Where do you think you improved the most this season? What was the thing that you, when you look back at all those games, what was one thing that you noticed that you had improved on? Defensive game, a lot like. Yeah. I, I became more consistent and I could be in, like, coaches could trust more on me and, like, my overall defensive game was much better than like last season, and but Did it's you, still like my weakness, and I need to improve in that area a lot. Did you seek extra coaching between? Because you because don't forget you. Well, of course you didn't forget, but for anyone listening who doesn't know or may have forgotten, but you you won the um, 2018-19 Junior B Best Defensive Player. So it, it's not like there was. A massive hole in your game but did you go and see um, or seek extra coaching outside of you know in the off season to help correct that yeah we went through it with my agent Juha Ulan, and he watched a lot of my games and yeah he like 
watched like what is my weakness and we went through like gap control and box out defensing and like stay close to my own guy and just hit fast and be more aggressive in the own zone and <clears throat> when the season got on with my coach Tero Matta, we watched a lot of my clips and like went through like what I could do better and I improved in that area when the season went along. Definitely the defensive side helped. Um, did you feel that having more confidence in your defence, um, do you think that helped you offensively, knowing that if you can go, if you had the confidence to go and make a hit to create puck separation that um, there might be more actual opportunities for you offensively, if, especially if you're, you know, boxing to the outside, um, you know, pushing people away from the middle of the ice and, you know, creating more turnovers defensively. Did you feel that that would also help you transitionally as well? Yeah, if I got, like, more aggressive and got more loose pucks, we would get the puck more and yeah. I would have, like, much more energy to, like, attack offensively. And Especially when you're talking, like, gap control. You know, a lot of defenders will you know, maintain the gap and, and, you know, let a forward sort of, you know, skate deep into the zone. And as you said, if you're spending a lot of time in your own end defending and chasing, then when it comes to, you know, actually your team having the puck, there's no energy left to attack. So, you know, you often, you know, will we'll switch out, you'll bump the puck down ice and change. But as you said, if, if you're confident enough to step up, make a hit, be a bit more aggressive yeah. defensively, then it definitely springs more opportunities. Yeah, like much rather I'd like uh, attack with like five guys and create a scoring chest than just dump the puck in and go for a change. Who was your favourite, growing up, who was your favourite non-finished player? Eric Carlson. Yeah. He played in Jokerit when the lockout came and I was watching one of the games and he scored like one goal and four or five assists and I was just like... Obviously, now that you've, you know, you're going to be stepping, stepping up to the league next season, did coming over to the United States or, or Canada ever cross your mind, whether it be coming across to the CHL or the USHL did that ever cross your mind? Was there any real consideration of not playing in Finland for the foreseeable future? No, it has never been like even an option for me. I like, yeah. I always wanted to play in Finland and play in the league. Like it has never been an option for me to play like in the USHL or CHL or NCAA. Because I know a lot of guys that. You know, there's actually, you know, guys now that will get drafted, spend sort of one year and then come back, like Casper uh, Putio, Ruben Rafkin, um, uh, Ville Ottavainen might be heading back and, and they've all pretty much just gone there and played their couple of seasons and come back. Do you think that's more because there's they feel that there's more opportunity playing in a men's league than what it would be, say, another two years playing you know, juniors? Yeah, well, that's like it. If you, like, go to CHL or 
like to America and play and then like things don't work out you can't just like leave there and no if you don't get the role that you want it's like pretty bad and you don't develop at all and but of course you get to like play in a small rink and get to yeah. see the like Canadian or American like style of hockey and it's always a like it always helps if you want to someday play in the NHL. Did you think um, players do tend to get homesick and just miss being at home? Because it is a big adjustment. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, if you live like young and you don't have like the like the family behind you and you don't have your mom doing your your laundry every day and like <laughs> it's like it helps a lot like the family when it's hockey season and they like make food and do your laundry and stuff like that so obviously now that we've got this downtime before the draft whenever the draft will be does it make you more nervous that you haven't got to play possibly another game before the draft or is it just more nerve wracking that you don't know when the actual draft is going to be? Yeah, well, I think I've given my best shot at it and played the best I can. But of course, like I wanted to play more and show more my skills. And of course I would want like the draft to be held like normally like was it in july or june yeah. but like it's now postponed and but it's not like it's a big event and i always wanted to be there and yeah but like if it's held by video call or whenever it is it's like still the same and yeah you still I'm waiting for it a lot yeah, you, you, I bet you. I mean, you still get the emotion and the the relief of all the hard work to get drafted, but you know, getting a a phone call or seeing it on a a live stream, it, you'd sort of feel cheated out of the emotion of actually being there and actually experiencing what the draft is about because it's a massive spectacle. You now we're talking thousands and thousands of people nationally televised on TV um, and the world's watching. And then this year, it's well, this season, this draft, the way it's shaping up to be, it's for all we know, they're probably going to be doing like how we're doing this on Zoom and it's just going to be totally different. Yeah, well, then we can watch it with my family and all my friends and it will be like special that way and but still, like, it's only a number, like, where I'm going to go. And and the hard work starts after that. Like, after that, it becomes, like, a really, like, long and hard work. Yeah, and as you said, so many players, you know, get – it is nice to get drafted higher. But as you said, that it doesn't really matter just to get drafted and have your name called – is something that doesn't happen to everyone. It's a very rare feat, um, and it's a lot of, it's you know, what upwards of twelve years work, you know, since you're six years old, skating, practicing, playing, 
it's all that time put into for one season basically to build you up to get you drafted and and as you said the hard work starts afterwards because once you've got that number next to you where you're picked of course and people have certain expectations of what type of player you should be um, and what production you should um, have associated with you but how do you see, obviously you've said about your defensive game, how do you think that will translate into the league next season? Do you think that that it's going to be, obviously it's going to be challenging, but I think offensively that you're, you've got all the tools there to excel. Um, is there a nervous factor for next season? Yeah, of course there's going to be like bigger and faster and stronger guys and I need to get much more stronger over the summer, and but I still like have the confidence that I can play in league next season and yeah, get like a good role from the team. And but yeah, we'll see when the season starts. Of course, I'm gonna do my best over the summer to be ready for it. And and of course, you've got your uh, your buddy Sammy Helanius going across with you as well. Yeah. Well, that must be that must be somewhat a comfort having someone you know pretty well also joining the same team as you. Yeah, we're uh, we're actually going to be roommates for the next three years. And of course, he's eligible. So he's like being, next year. Yeah, I think he's going to be drafted. He's a really good player. Uh, yeah, from like, from what I've seen, I, I really like the way he plays. Yeah, he is a really good player. We've been good buddies for like about five years now. Yeah, we came to the Jokerit organization like the same time and immediately like we became friends and we've been playing on the same team now for about five to four to five years. Now that we've got a bit about you, if if someone was to, who hadn't watched you play or hadn't read a scouting report on you, what would you? How would you describe yourself as a player? If someone was to walk up to you in the street and say, "Tell me, if I was to draft you, what am I going to get from you? What player are you? What would you say?" Yeah, yeah, you're going to get a rare package. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to say, man. <laughs> yeah, well, like a tall player who can skate well, play with the puck, has good hands. Not the most like crafty player in the offensive zone, but like. Still pretty good there and like has a high ceiling, just needs to work more on his like uh, weaknesses and not the best defensively, but not like terrible, like quite decent there. Uh, and I know you're not one into rankings, etc. or I know many people don't, but do you really pay attention? I know. You, you said that your agent, you know, sort of tells you and your friends tell you time to time, but <clears throat> does it really weigh on you that much what, like where you're ranked? Does it, is it something that you can sort of go into a, a game and say if you've heard that you've been ranked lower than what you probably think, you know, where you should be, does, do you go into a game and think that you need to sort of prove a point more so or do you just go out there and just, purely just play 
Well, of course, the draft is like been the whole season in the back of my head, but not yeah. like, and it has been like a motiv- motivation like the whole season. And yeah, and of course, I try to like every game prove to the like scouts that like like pick me and pick me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but look up for the rankings too much and think about it too much. Like, don't take any pressure about it. Yeah, I, the only reason I ask because um, there are quite a lot of players that do and they can get somewhat a, a chip on their shoulder about it. And, but as you've said, for you personally, the, the rankings don't really play into a factor. Um, the way you play, it's merely just you just want to go out there each game, play the best and just showcase what you yeah. can do. Yeah, hockey is more like a passion to me and it, yeah. it's like a lot of fun and if it's not fun anymore then I know like it's not for you anymore I don't yeah but yeah. I'm sure it will be like fun for like the rest of my life and a big passion for me I've never like went to a hockey rink and been like yeah it's like boring and like always like really happy to get to play and train on ice and get better every day so you like training i know a lot of people that don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you like bag skates <laughs> well like <laughs> you're a good skater know, it, it shouldn't bother you me, so like yeah but like it's still like not my fra- favorite thing to do but like if it's like bag skates with like we have the box with with us, it's like no problem for me. Like I like it. <laughs> so obviously, where I'm from, the landscape is a lot different to Finland. Like for example, ice hockey to us is probably not even the top ten of our sports. You know, we've got you know cricket and Australian rules and rugby, golf. We've got a lot of major sports, and it is a, a growing sport i should say what what type of questions would you ever ask someone like me an australian who's trying to make it in the world of hockey what would you ask me well yeah like how have you gotten into like hockey like what was the like first game you watched um well i got into hockey uh because my dad who spent some time in the u.s um, when I was about eight or nine years old, um, and he spent time in Denver, so I became an Abs fan. Um, the first game I watched, I actually can't remember to be honest, because I was probably ten or nine. That's twenty years ago yeah. now, but it was in the golden era. It was in, oh, that, like the late, in the late late nineties, so Forsberg, Forsberg, Sakic. Blake, yeah. Ray Borg, Paddy Wah. I mean, the elite of the elite. Yeah. So I was sort of blessed. I was, I was lucky because. Yeah, that was a great picked, team. My dad then. picked a good team, so I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and as you yeah. mentioned, and as you mentioned before, like when you watch players like Mikko Rantanen, um, who I'm a big fan of, um, Jonas Donskoy, Jonas. just talking about the Finnish, yeah. you know, Avs players. And then you got guys in the system like um, Sampo Ranta. I mean, 
brilliant players in their own rights. Yeah. All right, well. And Tam Solani has played in Avalanche. Yes, another one. So draft day comes up, whenever it does. In your ideal world, if one team could pick you and you could choose, who would it be? I don't have any ideal team, but like some team that's like, you know, like warm. Warm. West Coast. Yeah. Like you want beaches. Florida, (laughs) Florida, Tampa Bay, like those teams. Well, Florida, you got no tax. Yeah. (laughs) There's a bonus there. Or Dallas. Yeah, lots of Finnish boys in in, uh, Dallas too. All right, yeah. next, question, next question. How long do you think it will take for yourself to possibly be NHL ready? I know that's a really hard question, but given you're playing pro hockey next season in a men's league, that is a, a massive benefit. What time frame do you give yourself to be in the NHL? Anything from two to five years, like yeah. that's what I think. And but I like I don't want to go there, go there like too early and like then not be ready for it physically and mentally. First, I need to excel in the Finnish league. Right, next question. I want to go one or two more for you. Okay. Okay. So with all this spare time that you've got now? I mean, you're sick of sitting at home, you're bored. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. 100%. And what are you, yeah, good man. And what are you playing? Uh, NHL 20, uh, the new Call of Duty, and a little bit of Fortnite. I'm not that yeah. much. So what NHL 20 team are you using? Dallas? Uh, I play like with my buddies, like this five on five or three on three. Oh, like, online. You have your own guy. Yeah. Yeah. E-A-S-H-L. Ah, oh, yes. All right, next question. I will make this the last one because I don't want to keep it too long because we've been on for a little bit. And I know it's uh, getting into the afternoon for you. Yeah. But, but I'd like to speak to you again, possibly before we know there's a draft happening. Um, just to get a sense of, because a lot of things change, especially now and when you're possibly looking at July, August maybe for a draft, if not later. Um, so I'd love for you to pop back on if you'd like to then and we can discuss just how things have been going uh, for you in the meantime. Yeah, of course. Like, Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I can come. How'd you, how'd you handle the accent? Is it Did it grow on you? Did you understand? <laughs> well, yeah, I needed to listen like carefully what she said like a couple of times, but like my English isn't like the best. I'm not the best at pronouncing and sometimes I need to like search for words in my head and like that, but I can still like talk to you and understand what you say. But say so I'm Australian and they say well, our English isn't that good either, so we're probably about level. <laughs> we struggle for words too, so it's probably not that different. 
Yeah, but like sometimes I say like the like pronounce the wrong word and yeah, like I just yeah. <laughs> we all know what you mean. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, wrap it up now, and, and I must big thanks to Joni for coming on. Um, our first ever. Um, prospect guest I suppose you can say on uh, painting prospects from floor to ceiling uh, we really appreciate it yep thanks for having me no problem and, and and best of luck and I will speak before the draft but just in this downtime I hope things get better for you at, especially at home with uh, you know especially with all this bad stuff with the coronavirus happening I hope that uh, I mean it can't be easy training and having a routine in this time so um, I hope things don't and I hope it doesn't affect you in any way. It only brings positives. Yeah, you too. Stay healthy. I will. All right. Thank you, Yoni. Yeah, thanks right. a lot. We'd both sincerely like to thank Yoni for coming onto the show and giving us his time during uh, all of this quarantine process and just giving a little bit of time out of his day to come and talk to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, getting on to our next interview. At the same time, we're going to have James Hardy and Tyson Forrester. James Hardy, a left wing from the Mississauga Steelheads, and Tyson Forrester, a forward from the Barry Colts, join us on the show to just go over the upcoming draft, their life in hockey growing up, and much, much more. So we'll get right into it. Here's James and Tyson. All right, guys, we've got with us two special guests. Uh, a couple of <clears throat> draft eligible guys from the OHL that we think we're both pretty high on. James Hardy and Tyson Forster. G'day, boys. Howdy. How's it going? How are we? Good. Not bad yourself? No, not too bad. Early on a Sunday morning, so bear with me. So we're going to get started now. And I can't thank you guys enough for hopping on and uh, giving us the time. That means a lot to us. Obviously, it's disappointing that the season's got cancelled. Um, but for obvious reasons, it's it's pretty much in the best interest of everyone. How are you guys actually coping? I mean, it's a big lifestyle change for you guys. You know, what's what's a day for you now? What's a day consist of? A lot of PS4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking you guys are chill guys or? No, I don't play chill. I play Call of Duty. Oh yeah. You guys ever? Do you guys like a party up or anything like that? Do you guys like, get to game a little bit or? No, I, I used to. Yeah, you used to. I don't play COD, so that's his thing. Mm-hmm. You don't play COD now, either do I. No, I don't play COD at all. It's because you're a bot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's you know, there's there's no real hockey involved, but obviously, you're still training and doing what you can to stay fit. What are you doing hockey-wise? Like practicing? Are you still finding ways to skate? Are you still shooting? Not really too much. Like usually, you just go outside and shoot pucks or something like that. But like, there's not much you can really do for hockey wise. I mean, no. unless you got rollerblades, you can't really do much. Yeah, I, I rollerblade and shoot pucks in my basement usually, but that's pretty much it. But a ripstick hockey downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have the uh, the puck marks all over the basement? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Uh, growing up, we had a uh, we had our garage where we'd always shoot pucks. So like, the garage door was always just. Covered in puck marks because we were all really bad. So we just missed the net all the time. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, James is going to always dad a new shed, a new garage door once all this is over. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, you're both Ontario kids and um, you've been fortunate enough to play most of your hockey there. Your teammates back in the Barry days, mind you, what are your recollections of that team 
and, and playing together, was it now, three seasons ago now? Um, with that team, I say we were, we were a really tight team. We, like, just away from the rink, we'd always hang out. Like, we were we were a close team, and we had a lot of success with that team. And, and I think we were we were just a good team together on and off the ice. Yeah, he said it well. And there was obviously you two and um, Alex Belanger as well, which is a pretty pretty formidable trio when you think about it. Yeah, it was it was yeah. good. I think me and James and Alec were all power play guys, and uh, we ended up making it to the quarterfinals of the YHL Cup, which was pretty good for us. And then we ended up losing to the Marlies three two, so it was a close game there, but it was a fun year. And you guys are pretty much trending at the same sort of development at that stage. I think there was nine points between you for the season from memory, 761. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I was just passing it to him. I didn't want to score back then. So I was just feeding him. <laughs> so James has to thank you, in other words. Yeah. No, he's got to thank me for giving him his assist. <laughs> oh. Were they primary or secondary? Oh, all primary. primary. Every single one. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch, find some games to actually make sure of that. You know? <laughs> Carson was probably getting those soft little bank passes. Just it's a chancy one. Chilling in neutral zone. James putting in hard work. He just shoots and misses and I'll get the rebound and score. Get <laughs> <Him> an apple. <laughs> now, both being uh, Ontario kids, I'm sure hockey was everywhere for you guys. Um, what was hockey like like in your household? Like, how'd you get started? Do you guys have any favorite teams growing up? I'm sure being in Ontario, there's a lot of Leafs fans around you, but I'm not sure if you guys really favored towards that or not. No, we, we, we're both Caps fans. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we're both Caps fans. I think hockey for me started just playing mini sticks in my basement with my brother, my older brother, and then watching him play growing up made me want to play even more and try and be better than him. Where did the Capitals thing come from? Ovi? Yeah. Kind of a sacrilege being an OB guy in Canada, right? Over Sid. Sometimes. <laughs> that's what I said to James when he told me he was a Caps fan. I'm like, ooh, that's got to rub some people up the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. OB's just always been my favorite player. Same. Yeah, I, I remember uh, in youth hockey, I grew up as a goalie. So I remember my first two goalie sticks. I had a Martin Tambrador CCM and a Patrick Wakoho. Uh, I was wondering if you guys remember what your first hockey stick was. No, I don't remember. I can't remember. No. No recollection. No. <laughs> now, you guys share a birthday, yep. January 18th. You both played, well, you played each other, I should say, in Barry this season. You both scored in that game, went for a nice dinner afterwards. Do you find it harder playing against a close friend, as in, you know, you, you don't really want to go in too hard or just a bit of a mixed emotion, or do you actually find that you get an extra gear and there's more motivation pretty much to say, well, Tyson or James vice versa, I'm better. It's definitely different, but uh, he did punch me in the face this year. Oh. So that did happen. Yeah, he's an enemy on the ice. He's an enemy <laughs> on the ice, so no friends. What happened there? I don't even remember doing it, to be honest. Well, how did that come about? I think I just, like, we went to the net together, and I kind of, like, grabbed him, and he just turned around and punched me, and I was like, did you okay. know it was him to start with, Tyson, or you just... Oh, so sure. If I punched him, for sure. I <laughs> you just saw 14 and just went whack. Yeah. <laughs> what game was that in? It might have been our birthday game, honestly. Oh. Maybe, the, maybe the one I had six points against them. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I uh, I think you guys played five games against each other. Did you guys, like, keep tabs on, like, the head-to-head production, or...? Oh, yeah, I dominated them. I don't know about that. I think it's close. No. I actually pulled it up. Do you guys want to know the head-to-head stats? Yeah. I kind of do, yeah. You guys tied. You both had nine points in five what? games against each other. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you had six in one game. Tyson, one game wonder against the Steelheads. Yeah. Lucky game. 
think he made me like dash four that game too. It's just a team stat. Don't worry about it. Now, you guys have had really good improvements this season. Obviously, you know, quite a few guys have graduated from both your teams respectively. But, you know, you've had a James 41-point increase, Tyson 57-point increase from previous season. Do you see, well, do you attribute that to any extra off-ice work or do you just feel that having more opportunity and just, you know, being that bit older, that's just been a nice natural progression for the both of you? I think both. I think off-ice, I worked, had a big summer last year, yeah. but uh, also my confidence in just playing more. Yeah, it's insane. It's like playing more and you're, you're getting the more opportunities and the coaches trust you and you're just, you just have more confidence than you, you used to have before. Like in our first year, they say for both of us, we didn't play a lot. And then we go into like yeah. our second year, we're, we're both playing top minutes and it's giving us more confidence to put up numbers. I mean, Tyson, you put on a fair bit of muscle in the offseason and grew a fair bit, didn't you? Yeah, I, I had a big off off season last year, and even this season, I'm, I think I'm still growing and still putting on weight. What was it? About eight pounds, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. All the squat racks. <laughs> now, you guys both play with teammates who have been drafted in the NHL. I know James, you play with uh, Thomas Harley and Cole Schwent and Tyson. I know you got to play a little bit with Ryan Suzuki and uh, Matei Petkash and Barry. But uh, have they imparted any wisdom on you guys, or any tips with dealing with the whole draft process or anything like that? I think just just enjoy it. I mean, it's going to be different for us this year because the draft's probably going to be online, but it's still going to be an amazing moment and amazing opportunity for us. Yeah, I know. I know they've been talking about having the draft in June or maybe pushing it back towards after the season. Uh, do you guys have any preference? Like, just get it out of the way in June, or uh, just get to enjoy being a junior kid a little longer? No, I, I want it to get over and done with. Yeah, I'm done waiting. Something you just don't worry about anymore. Just get it over with. Yeah, and especially having that downtime now and, and probably the, the realisation that there's no more hockey for you guys, it's just the next natural thing for you is the draft. So especially not having, you know, games to play now and any possible improvements to work on your game, it's sort of there's nothing left now except for the draft. I mean, do you guys, I know I've talked to James about this before, but do you guys actually pay much attention to, you know, rankings and... Does it weigh on you that you haven't got the rest of the season basically to maybe prove some people wrong towards the draft? Because there's a lot of pressure on you guys, especially you know being in such a, a big hockey market. Do you feel that there's a sort of a, a somewhat a missed opportunity to continue to grow and to basically improve your draft status come draft day? Uh, honestly, I don't think we only were we only had like maybe six games left in regular season. So I think if you didn't prove yourself in the 60 games, then I don't know if there's anything really to prove. Yeah. No, that's true. But I, know, it's just, I suppose it's just a, a disappointing not just to see the season out. Yeah, you can't really see like how you would have done in playoffs and stuff like that. So that's, that's hard to see. Like who would have won? You don't know. You'll never know. Very. No. And just also touching on to my teammates, James, playing with Thomas Harley, is that like having basically like an, an extra coach on the ice because he's got, what, five university degrees that he's currently basically doing, yeah. five uni courses. He averages like a 90. Last last season's OHL Scholastic Player of the Year. One, he's a great player. He's a very smart kid. Like, like, when we go on road trips and stuff, like we all watch movies, he's sitting back there like reading a book or something. He's doing homework or something for school. And it's like, all right, we get it. You're smart, but chill with the guys a little bit. But he's a smart guy. And then on the ice, he's just, I mean, you guys see how good he is. He's, he's a great player. And, and, and Tyson, you've 
I don't know if it's a bromance, but you and Evan Veeling together are probably one of the best one-two punches in the OHL. How have you felt? You know, obviously, as that new teammate coming in, you guys were instant connection. How have you felt about how you guys have come together and gelled so far this season? I think I, I knew him coming in, so I knew right when he got traded we were getting somebody good, and uh, I texted him right away and said welcome, and then it kind of all started there. I, I knew he was going to be playing with me. I mean, we just lost Suzuki, so I, I knew he was going to be up there with me. We needed that. We needed a guy like him, and he came in and did a great job, and we had great chemistry together, so it worked out. He's, he, the way he sets up passes for you is ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's an unbelievable. He's got eyes in the back of his head. Yeah. And quickly too, your top prospects game MVP. Did you was that an extra confidence boost for you this season? Just knowing that you came in, dominated that game. Was that like a in your head? Were you like, yep? And did it turn any kind of switch for you for the rest of the season? Did it give you extra motivation again? I think yeah. Obviously, my confidence went way up after that game. I think I already had a lot before that game, but I knew after that game is just. It just skyrocketed, like you said, and um, even the rest of the year, I just felt way more confident playing against the guys in the O, just, just the guys there. So it helped a lot, obviously, that game, and it helped my draft ranking too. So, Did you watch that game, James? I did. I did watch that game. Were you rooting for him or against him? I was rooting for him. I wouldn't say much about other people, but for Tyson, yeah, because you know, we've been close our whole way, and I want him to do well. So it was good to watch him have a good game and show how good he really is. No, that's a bit sweet, isn't it? That's a bit sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, got some not fast fire questions, but just some questions here that are more sort of off the top of the head. Obviously, we've probably established it, but growing up, who were your hockey idols? That's good. Is there any reason why you both chose Ovi? I just love his, his passion. Like, when he scores a goal, it's like it's his first goal. Like, I just love the passion he has. Exactly. He loves the game. I love to watch him play. Yeah, he's he's an easy easy guy to love, Ovi. He just has that like childlike exuberance wherever he scores. It's hard not to root for that guy. Yeah. Especially on the Stanley Cup yeah. and you see their celebration and you see how wild he was going. Like it's just Oof. crazy. He's just, his passion for the game is unreal. So we know that if James Hardy ever wins the Stanley Cup, he's going face down in the fountain. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Maybe not that far. <laughs> no, why not? <laughs> oh, I'd be going that far. How would you celebrate a Stanley Cup? What would you do? Would you just live it up? Yeah, anything. anything I wanted. All right. So, as we said, it's been a, a little while since you've played together. Um, what is each other's worst locker room habit? I don't really know if there is. He tapes his stick too much. I don't tape my stick that much. Come on. He tapes, he tapes it way too much. <laughs> I think Tyson's got something loaded. I I don't know. I just I tape my stick between every period. Before warm up, after warm up. Is that superstitious or? Uh, I just like tape. I like having my stick nice and clean. A bit of a uh, hockey tape, like a snob a little bit. Yeah. Have you seen the way uh, Pasternak tapes his stick? Yeah, that's, I don't know how you can it's, do that. So the two of you have played in the OHL for a couple of years now, so there's a lot of uh, top talent there. I was wondering, in your opinion, who's the hardest player you've had to match up against so far? Regula, Alex Regula on London. Yeah, he's good. But I think playing against Nick Robertson's pretty hard. He's uh, very shifty. He's a tough player to stop. Yeah, Nick Robertson, no, that's, that's surprising. It's not surprising, but I mean, he is so elusive and, and quick. And basically, every time he touches the puck, he needs scores. So if you know you're on the ice, you're probably in trouble. Yeah. Exactly. If, out of anyone in the OHL this season, 
maybe a younger guy, who surprised you the most? Like you've actually played against and you've gone sort of, who the hell is that guy? There's always one in every team. I don't think, I think I knew who Shane Ray was, but like he's just unbelievable. He's 15 years old and he's like dominating the league already. He's, he's an unbelievable player. I knew who he was before, but like I didn't think he would be that good. Yeah, coming away to a 15-year-old and put up 40 goals is pretty good. And wear an A. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that whole top line itself is pretty dangerous. I know Brandon's a, a big uh, wisdom guy. He must be pain to play against. I was curious why you guys wear the uh, the numbers you do. Like, James wondering why you wear 14 and Tyson, why you go with 71. I wear 14. I was born at 11-14 and room 14, so that's why I stuck with that one. 71 i used to be eight and chioto had eight in my rookie years so i couldn't take it from him so i just said screw it why not give me 71 go for the the high number like like yeah. the, a lot of the skill guys yeah well, that's <laughs> funny you say that james because whatever sport i play my number's always been six because i'm born on the 6th of november i was born in ward six room six so six 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 has always been my number all right, so another locker room question, not related to you guys, but who on your current teams is the most annoying teammate? The guy that you just is the pest, the guy that flicks your ear. We don't really have one that's really like annoying. We don't have anyone kind of like that. Do you guys have have any like uh like locker room pranksters, anything like that? Yeah, Kian Walshrick loves to prank people. He loves putting the Gatorade under the helmet, so then they put the helmet off and the Gatorade goes all over him. <laughs> he loves he loves the pranks. Then he'll like write stuff on people. He'll put tape on people's helmets and write stuff on the tape. And he's our prankster on our team. So uh, I'm wondering what you guys' uh, favorite warm-up music is. Like what do you put on? Gets you kind of in that game mindset or just kind of helps yeah. you to chill out a little bit before a game? Just rap. Any, any rap usually. You got a favorite one? Favorite guy? Not really, no. Like we just like our warm up mix has a whole bunch of people. There's even some country in it, which I don't mind. Yeah, I'm rather the same. I like hip hop and stuff like that, but it's country really. a lot too. Hey man, I'm I'm a country guy. Uh, if you could pick any song, what would your goal song be? Just any song. Whenever you score a goal, that one that one comes on. I'm a big the baby guy, so maybe something like by him. Maybe UCLA. Good song. I don't know. So individually as players, what do you see as your biggest strength on ice and what would be your biggest weakness? I think my biggest strength is my shot and uh, I think my biggest weakness is my acceleration, like my first three steps skating-wise. Yeah, I'd say my best would probably be my goal scoring and then at least probably my, my defensive zone. So obviously now there's not much time before the draft is and there's no real way to, for example, you're, Tyson, you're saying acceleration. So pretty much a technical side of your skating you need to you work on. James, you're saying basically positioning away from the puck defensively through the neutral zone. Once everything gets back into some sort of normality and you can start to work with skill coaches again, etc., how are you going to try and address those things? I mean, obviously, you're probably going to be under a blanket from NHL team once you get drafted, but just the mindset about fixing those uh, deficiencies. I mean, we're just going to keep working on them, obviously. I think every time we're on the ice, we're just going to work on them. Like for my skating, I'm going to go power skating and do all sorts of things. Like, And even off ice, just work on my quicker feet off ice. Yeah, for me, I'd just be like watching video and stuff, just watching stuff about how the game is and then just going out and working on it, just being in the right positions while, while it plays on. Yeah, and as you said, James, it's mostly about watching video yeah. pretty much and, and chalkboard stuff. But is there anyone that a coach has sort of sat you down with and said, this is the type of 
you know, positioning that we want you to do using someone else or is it more so just watching your own tape back and sort of pointing out where you need to be or is it a blend? We kind of, I just watch my own and then he just says like, I'm in the right position here. I need to move and be in the right position over here. And it's just watching your own stuff and seeing it and then you can correct it the next time it happens. Yeah. And, and I suppose being offensive minded like yourself, it's not so much a lack of sense. It's pro- it's more so just the way you've used to playing is being, you know, read you because you're more so, uh, in well, my opinion, a, sort of a read and react type forward mm. where, you know, you'll f- see the open space, skate to it. Do you think that there's room for your game to grow in the terms of puck skills and, and having more distribution come off your stick? Yeah, for sure. I'd say it's, it's, uh, just getting started, like kind of go out in the summers and working hard on the ice, working hands, making plays. Like I think there's definitely a lot more and, and I'm going to work on it this summer to show it. Have, have you guys had a chance to catch up with any of the guys picked up in the Bantam no. draft yet? There's a message them after they got drafted, kind of just like congrats on being selected to the team, like welcome. That's it though. Because it's going to be a different vibe for those guys because normally, you know, once you get drafted, you sort of get – that initial sort of meeting with the guys and get acclimated a bit for, you know, these new guys coming in, it's going to be a lot different. They're going to be coming in basically next season without almost knowing anyone properly. Like I, uh, our, our GM told some of the older guys to, to call some of the guys that just got drafted. So that's what we did and just introduced ourselves and tell them to work hard this summer and see you at camp. Uh, it's, it's pretty it's almost like a straightforward message, isn't it? It's almost basically the saying that we'll just see you next, see you at camp, and and that's about it. I mean, but do you see it as a, a chance to work on your leadership, especially when you got a young guy coming in and you've been tasked with talking to him and you know sort of helping him along? Do you think that's uh, a good way to, to to breed leadership within yourself? Yeah, I think obviously, like uh, as a leader on the team now, I think. That's something I have to yeah. do. So I can definitely help help the younger guys too, like knowing they're reaching out. So it's not kind of like he's gonna come camp and like not know anyone. Like I feel like if you reach out, you'll you'll be one of those people that he's gonna come and talk to. So he's not like left out. Yeah. Yeah, I had a couple guys reach out when I was drafted. Same. Uh, I had Nathan Allen, so um, I don't want to. So what do you, what do you guys obviously coming into next season? You're both going to be primed for for big years. Where do you see your respective teams and how they're moving forward coming into next season? Because you you know these sort of teams are very similar in the fact you know where they finish point wise and for sort of top end talent and you guys being it. Um, where do you see these teams, um, Mississauga and Barry, going next season? What development do you see within yourself and the team as a whole? I think I think next year, like our two teams are going to be the two teams that are going to be at the top for it. I think we're going to be battling hard against each other this year. I think we both got a, a good yeah. core group, and I think it will be pretty much us against them. I mean, Ottawa will probably still be good, but I think I think us against them is going to be another a battle between us. Yeah, especially when you look at teams like um, Osher and and uh, tends to say, no, they're going to have quite a few guys graduate onto, you know, AHL. So there is going to be opportunities there for your two teams to obviously elevate in the standings and maybe next season be James's turn to punch Tyson. You never know. 
maybe. He touches me, I kill him. <laughs> well, especially the way you keep putting weight on Tyson, he's going to end up a, a, a lot bigger than James. Oh, yeah. No. I already am. No. Ragdoll him. No way. Exactly. I could take him. What would be your ultimate move? I don't know. I've never seen him fight before. Well, actually, sorry, I did that. I saw him, I saw him wrestle once. I'm 1-0, oh, bud. What are you? To wrestle. That was not a fight. 1-0. Oh, what are you? Your gloves are glued to your hands. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, there's someone on your guys' team who so thinks more of, like, they play more of a depth role, but people don't really realize, like, how good this kid is, or maybe next year he's going to kind of blow up when he gets a little more playing time. Or... Uh, we had a rook in our team this year, Luca uh, Dalbell. He's a... He didn't play a lot this year, but in practice, like this kid's got a wicked shot, and I think he's gonna be a player one day. Like maybe not next year. Like, he'll probably play a lot next year too. But by the end of his white show career, he'll make a name for himself. Yeah, same with Frasca. Frasca on my team. Thanks, boys. I know it's tough for time and everything, so I do appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. A big, big thank you to James Tyson and Yanni for coming on the show today to talk to us about everything that's going on along with the NHL draft. And I think that's going to do it for today for Painting Prospects. We hope you'll join us again next time. You enjoy what you're listening to. We would greatly appreciate it if you rate your review on the podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And I've been Brandon. We've been Painting Prospects, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.